0: Hey everyone, welcome to, or welcome back to, The Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey, and together we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. Yeah, I think that's enough of a little little warm up. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of a prelude to it all. So uh, we've got Jess Daladay on the show today. And yeah, so really exciting to have her on Um, doing lots of cool stuff. You know, you're a blogger. You've been doing that for a long time. You've got the educational background in the world of fitness and wellness and and uh, building a really great community on Instagram. We know that you do the the Pilates and and teach next door and in a couple of other places, I think, around town. Um, and you've got this Pilates on demand program, which is really cool, too. So. Lots of cool stuff going on, your new mom. So, yeah, what else did I miss about that as
1: far as an introduction? <laughs> Just a few
2: things. Yeah, I know. When
1: other people say it, now I understand why I'm so busy every day. <laughs> but from my perspective, I don't feel like I'm doing enough ever. So, um, no, I think you covered pretty much everything. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, oh, your awesome. space is awesome. So, I'm excited to try a float yeah. here pretty soon.
0: No, we'll definitely get you in to try that out and it's it's a cool experience for sure and and uh i think like most people that do have some sort of wellness um background of any sort they Mm -hmm. they immediately understand like the the value there and and it helps to spread the word with uh with people that definitely need it but maybe don't know so much about what it is and what it can do for them
2: but Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah um I feel like this conversation just like with a lot of our guests can go so many different ways and we just kind of like to go with the flow of it all and uh um I guess like just kind of how did you get started in like blogging and and like this wellness thing I know I I suppose like before that you were kind of it was with the schooling I know you got what uh Degree in kinesiology as well. Is it a master's as well in kinesiology? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: In athletic therapy. So I uh, finished my undergraduate master and then went to York to do my master's degree, um, where I took my athletic therapy certificate as well. And then um, after I graduated, I started teaching at York University some courses there in athletic therapy, as well as uh, working at a clinic doing athletic therapy. And then I started teaching at a Pilates studio. Um, A couple years after that, after I decided to add Pilates to my repertoire. Um, And yeah, even though I was doing a lot of things and I was very busy, I was, I don't know what it was. I was just constantly obsessed with looking at other people's blogs, reading their blogs. And I just loved the idea of being able to write my own blog. Um, And at the time I was starting to learn more about plant-based eating and how Um, Great that was for your health And just I was trying to shift more Into that type of eating as well So Mm. I just decided that I would try and start it as a hobby It sort of Coincided with um, About a year after My husband and I got married And we were going to start Trying to have babies And um, Then I ran into some fertility issues Because of my lifestyle So Mm. What I was doing So all of the things that I had on my plate, which we already talked about. Um, You can imagine living in Toronto, I was driving a lot as well, so that's very stressful there. Mm. Plus, I was exercising quite regularly, like at least an hour every day, if not more than that. And then um, just my eating habits were fairly restrictive to looking back at the time. I didn't think they were that bad because Mm. I thought I was just eating healthy, like I wasn't calorie counting really or anything like that. I was just trying to eat as healthy as possible, but I still don't think I was eating enough for my exercise habits. So Mm. after going off birth control, I wasn't able to get a regular cycle. So then I started investigating that and realized I had something called hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is just a loss of period or loss of ovulation because of your lifestyle. Like it's usually associated with high stress, which can be any kind of stress on the body, whether that's not getting enough calories exercising too much or general life stress and you don't necessarily need to be underweight to have that um diagnosis because i wasn't underweight at the time i was considered like a healthy bmi which is why Mm. it was so confusing to me and how it wasn't so common either like you hear about a lot of people that are Um, suffering from eating disorders that are underweight who have a hard time getting pregnant but you don't hear about those people that are just being really healthy quote unquote but anyway so that sort of led me on this journey to sort of figure out okay how am I going to deal with this how am I going to kind of replace the exercise and the restrictive eating with something I guess to take my mind off of it and that's when I started the blog so the blog purely started as a food um, a food blog and I had bought a new camera for it so it was experiencing or experimenting with photography as well so trying out a new hobby that way and yeah it just kind of grew from there where eventually I was having a really hard time dealing with the fertility issues um, I guess it would have been like almost a year no it would have been more than a year after I started the blog it would have been about a year after that where I finally opened up about the fertility struggles and that's mm-hmm. where I really found A lot of my community and Mm. felt like I could connect with everybody, like not everybody, but a lot of people that were experiencing the same thing. So that's sort of what led me down the path of kind of where I am now with sharing more personal stories because I realized that I wasn't alone in those. And I actually felt like a huge weight was lifted from my shoulders when I was able to share that openly. Um, And funny enough, I don't know if it's funny, but um, the same month that I shared the fertility story was the month I got pregnant. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that I think, yeah, just being able to connect with other people and kind of get that support that you need could just be what you, what you need in order to help heal some, some sorts of things that you're going through or mental struggles. So, yeah, it's,
0: it sounds like that happens fairly often. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like that's sort of like that final, like dropping of the, the weight, that whole like burden, the stress yeah. just kind of like, like a big sigh of relief but I'll definitely um, include some of those links as like in the show notes yeah, because I have a lot of blogs it's it. definitely a, a valuable um, a thing to share because like you said it, if if you're not in kind of that you know low BMI or, or certain kind of characteristics that would suggest infertility issues then um, it, it's probably I'm sure it's difficult to like identify like how that can be like where, where the issue lies and mm, yeah. and spreading the awareness is hugely important for that
1: yeah and it's very individual too is what I've noticed and that was the heart like almost the hardest part for me was because I could see somebody who I guess had a similar body type to me um, who's able to exercise and still be able to get pregnant mm. without needing to mm. gain that weight to get pregnant or just change their habits mm-hmm. and that was Frustrating. So I know there was a lot of jealousy and resentment during that time that I had to overcome and wow. realize that, you know what, like now I'm very grateful that it happened to me because my relationship with myself and food is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm glad I can pass that down to my daughter now versus the old habits I had. I don't think I would want those passed on because they clearly weren't healthy. Okay.
2: Cool. Yeah. Can you, can you share a little bit about like how you got fertile?
1: Like, was it through food? Was it just time? Yeah, it was all of it. I'd say the most important thing was that I had to stop exercising, though. Mm -hmm. So it took a year before I was able to to regain my cycles. Um, But I think it would have went faster if I would have just stopped exercising. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if I would have healed completely if I didn't take the full year and take that time to really slowly cut back until I finally could accept my life without exercise it seems so crazy to say this out loud but Mm. I had an addiction to exercise like like, I
2: don't know if I could do that I was just sitting here thinking okay (laughs) yeah it's like wow (laughs) it's a long time
1: yeah so I had to stop all I did was walk and I did light pilates like nothing crazy and then light yoga like they were all shorter workouts like 20 minutes or so the walking was usually 20 minutes or less and not very intense and just yeah really removing that layer of stress to my body um that as well as eating enough calories so and eating any foods that i wanted so whether they were high carb high fat just not having any restrictions on anything and really retraining my brain to say that all food is okay it, mm-hmm. it's helped so much now like it's it's insane how much it's helped me Even going through pregnancy and being okay with my body, image through pregnancy and then, um, after pregnancy. So that was even harder than going through pregnancy because you want to lose that baby weight or whatever, just mostly because the media tells you that you should. And trying to really fight against that and just let my body do its thing, Mm. um, and understand that I needed the extra weight. You need that weight to actually feed your baby, Um, and you just, yeah, you need to be easier on yourself after you have a baby. Like there's no reason to jump back into the gym. Like eventually your body will regroup and be able to come to a place where you're healthy Mm -hmm. at a healthy weight again, and just not rushing that process. I think I felt a lot more at ease with myself during that process than I would have if I hadn't recovered beforehand. So yeah, I'm cool. It was a long journey, but, um, looking back, I'm glad it happened in the middle of it. I was not happy at all. Like it was very hard and I'm not going to downplay it at all. Like gaining weight is not an easy thing to do. No matter, I don't think no matter what size you're at. So,
0: right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what, what do you think about like the, the moms that are like still doing deadlifts when they're in like weeks before the baby's born? Is it, is it, once again, is it more like an individual thing? Some people probably know themselves well enough mm-hmm. that they can still handle it or. Yeah. Is there, is there more caution that should be thrown in that direction?
1: Um, it totally depends on the person. So if okay. you were someone that were doing, was doing deadlifts before you got pregnant mm-hmm. and that was your activity style, I think as long as you're working with a pelvic floor physiotherapist and monitoring your pelvic floor during that time, mm-hmm you should be fine. Um, and I would like, make sure that you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing that has post or prenatal training too. Mm -hmm. just to, yeah, you really want to be cautious of your pelvic floor during, um, especially late pregnancy and putting the load on that because it's already getting stressed a lot from the weight of the baby. And then any kind of heavy lifting you're doing is putting a lot of downward pressure on that pelvic floor. Um, And that can lead to a lot of issues like incontinence later or like postpartum, Mm -hmm. even during your pregnancy. So I would say be cautious of it. If you have no symptoms and everything feels fine, you can continue doing your workout, no problem. Like I don't think there's really an issue with staying active throughout your pregnancy. I think it's much more recommended now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't necessarily start into a new program once you're pregnant and personally during my pregnancy i was just so sick through the first 3 months the second trimester i felt good enough to lift like light weights maybe once or twice a week and then by the third trimester i was just my body like had shifted so much with the laxity in my ligaments that trying to do any kind of strength training just was not comfortable for me. So, And I think that had to do with me taking a huge step back from exercise beforehand. So my body just wasn't in the place to take a heavy load in. So I just listened to it. And now I'm fine. Like going back to deadlifts now, I'm totally fine. So I think just honoring that stage of your life and just listening to your body through it and not needing to lift heavy during your pregnancy. Like it's not a requirement. Right. (laughs) But if it's something that your body's able to do and you want to do it, go for it but i don't think you need to i don't think it's necessary like you'll regain your strength after you have the baby so it's not not to worry about losing that strength and i think that's as someone that's active and liked exercising before that's what you're worried about but it'll come back Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good
0: um something that i'm really curious about because your your instagram feed looks amazing the blog is excellent um and, and sort of like, well, both of us, you, you come from more of like the science background in university. So were you always very creative or where did that come from? <laughs> Was it just like a, over time? Because everything is like amazing. Oh, and and like that's I think like I don't know. It's something that we all as business owners and everything aspire to is having that that um, like brand that looks really on point.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's so funny to hear you say that I'm creative because I don't think of myself as creative at all, Um, probably because I came from a science background and like have zero art skill (laughs) whatsoever. But I've really taken to photography and honestly, I can only photograph food like and my dog.
2: (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) because I try other forms of photography and I'm just like, oh, I don't. I don't know, it's much harder to photograph humans so I give anybody like especially babies and kids. Like mm-hmm. all those people require a lot more respect. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. I just I guess I started doing it took me a while to get the hang of it with the camera. Um, but I really just enjoy taking photos of food. I don't know why it brings me a lot of joy, um, like setting up the scenes and just creating the mm-hmm. the actual artwork, I guess you could say, with the food and I think it's just something different that, um, I don't know. I maybe not a lot of people do. So maybe I felt a little more comfortable taking on that type of photography. Whereas you see a lot of like, obviously a lot of art work, um, of people taking like, um, like wedding photography and stuff like that. So yeah. I guess it was a little different and I felt like it wasn't, I wasn't surrounded by it, so I didn't have a lot to compare to. Maybe <laughs> so when I started putting it out, I wasn't constantly consuming different people's um, feeds of that. So I felt like I could be more creative that way. If that makes any sense, yeah. And for hopefully sure. that makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's like well, it's like what we're, we the whole theme of the the flowcast and finding your flow that you're passionate <laughs> with, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I've been. I've been bitten by the photography bug this yes. past year I was kind of,
2: say, this is <laughs>
0: yeah, learning about it for business purposes as well and, and okay. trying to improve like the, the brand and the, the image that's portrayed here and, you know, hiring somebody for marketing and, and media content is super expensive. So mm-hmm. I decided to learn it on my own and yeah. I just really started enjoying it too. Um, and and it definitely shows like with like your instagram grid which uh a lot of i know photographers obsess about and and every and people that are in more of the like the more creative fields um but like just the way the the website looks great too and and the content on it and everything so i was really curious to hear that but it sounds like what we talk about with you 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 try different things until you find that thing that that sticks as a passion Mm -hmm. and that's where you get into that flow state where it's uh, sometimes a little more obvious and sometimes not, but you know, the sense of losing track of time and, Mm -hmm. and like that fulfillment of the challenge and everything like that. Is that, does that resonate with you in terms of photography? And maybe also I would guess like originally through like exercise and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you've probably learned like the, the foundation that, Kind of made it easier to transition in these other these other fields.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely with the photography and actually the
2: web design, which this mm, weird. Kent bit. was talking to me yesterday about that. He said, yeah. uh, he thinks you're incredible. He's like, she's oh. the smartest person I know. Oh, Put together a whole sh- website by herself and like, <laughs> it's all like, like, talk about that because that's crazy. Like, yeah, like, that was like put together like, a mean website.
1: I put together two now. Oh, wow. cool. <laughs> the, my first one took a lot longer than the second one because I had no idea what I was doing. I literally YouTubed probably 10 hours of video of learning how to put a website together. So I think all in, I had spent a hundred dollars on my blog to start wow. it because yeah. i just had to buy the domain the hosting site and then like a theme yeah um and then i created the rest of it myself and it took a, like it's obviously wasn't as nice as it is now when i first started but over time i've been able to make edits as i go and cool. i would really love doing that like i don't know how to write any code by the way i look up a lot of code copy and paste it and put it in (laughs) and like hope to God my website doesn't crash (laughs) after I do it. But, um, yeah, so that, and then creating the Pilates website, I've loved making that too. So just Trying and I've worked with web developers as well to help with the back end like if I do need coding done Mm -hmm. or something to look a certain way I have people that I can ask to do that so and then those people I would pay but most of it I do myself and I think it's because I just like it like doing that and I take a lot of pleasure in it and will spend hours and hours and not even notice the time going by so yeah that and writing my blog post so I love doing that too and then mm-hmm. creating the exercise um, classes for Pilates on demand and as well as for sweat happy wellness um, at the reformer studio so those types of things like I just love being creative with the exercise too so yeah, I guess maybe I am creative. I, I don't know. Say, I can hear you talking <laughs> yeah. about that as you talk. It's I know. I'm like, I do like it's. I guess it's just a different type of creative. Because when we hear the word creative, yeah. we automatically think painting, like you're. artist, yeah. and yeah, you see beautiful artwork or photography or something like that. Whereas mine is just a little. I guess it's just different. Yeah. yeah. Creativity.
0: I, I, I think like that whole. Um, I, th- I I think that concept is, is definitely shifting as we're you know there's so many more platforms to showcase your work and, and different ways to showcase creativity that aren't in the traditional sense of, yeah, paintings and, and, uh, drawings and, and music, et cetera. Like there's so many different ways. Um, and there's a lot of appreciation going into things like coding now. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so it's, it's cool. It's good to, I think it's good to acknowledge that because, um, I've been reading this book called "Creative Calling" by Chase Jarvis. He's a world famous oh. photographer. It's a really good book. Um, but the the thesis of the the book is is that like we all need to seek out like this creative calling, um, right. and and there's basically <laughs> infinite ways to do it. But um, that's like something that I guess is kind of his life mission and has been for a long time. Is is encouraging people to to become more creative because he says it's like as essential as, as exercise and nutrition for, for wellness, for well being. Sure.
2: Yeah. Going.
1: I think I heard about, I think he was on a podcast that I listened to recently on the ultimate health podcast, cool. um, where he was talking about that and how you need to practice creativity. And it's a skill that you need to develop. It's not necessarily a talent that yeah. you're born with. Yeah. Uh, like for some people, it comes a lot easier than others, but mm-hmm. yeah, that it's something we need to exercise every day to make it better and better like you would with actual exercise or eating properly. So that's interesting.
0: Totally. Yeah. That's uh, and it sounds like that's kind of what, um, you've gone through to, to develop mm-hmm. this creativity. Just not
1: now. knowing that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think we, we all or a lot of us do find our way through that. But you yeah. know, part of our mission here is to help people kind of have the toolkit to, to get there a little bit easier or, or at least the know-how. And that's, like creative calling is a great book for that too, you know. Like um, having like a solid morning routine, um, and and then some of the discipline that goes into the different tactics, which we've talked about, like on our was it we did a time management episode, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, like on the time, like the time management mm-hmm. strategies. So whether that's uh like getting rid of all distractions mm-hmm. and you know the digital minimalism side of it can. can be is is essential for um like your own creativity and not just copying other
1: people yeah and giving yourself a space to do it right like yeah that's the thing that's what a lot of i feel like yeah we're very consumed by technology myself included and you really have to put boundaries on Mm -hmm. your devices um and your screens so that you can have that time to actually like, almost people are saying, like, be bored so that you can come up with these ideas. Right. Yeah. We'll right. Make room for
2: that. Yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Because otherwise it's, uh, yeah, the, you just get influenced a little bit too much by other people and not, like, what's true to yourself <laughs> or true to your own mm-hmm. creativity. So do you have any, like, specific tactics like that? Because, um, you know, you're doing blog posts mm-hmm. each week creating the, the workout programs, because I think Pilates on Demand, you have new workouts every week, correct? Yeah. So that takes, like, a lot of time, yeah, right, to, be, the, yeah. to film and, and to, to edit. I'm, I imagine there's some – is there, like, any editing to it, or is it mostly yeah. the planning ahead of time also would kind of go into that too, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to be very honest. That I'm <laughs> has not always been very organized, but as I've gone through this and – um just gotten more serious about the business and the blog, I've become more organized and definitely understand how important prioritizing is. And um, there's still days where they're disorganized, so it's not perfect. But I think, yeah, just having a list of priorities and goals that you want to achieve and really – It comes down to like looking at almost your entire year and then breaking, like you wanna look at a big picture and then breaking that down into each month and then breaking that out into each week and then into each day. And that's how you're gonna get to your goal because if you don't have a goal, then it's really hard to plan your day or plan in advance. And like, I never used to do this, but now I do. And I come up with like, big picture goals for the year and then that way I can look back when I'm looking at my month like okay what should I try and do this month so that'll get me closer to my goal by the end of the year and sort of plan that out very roughly like it doesn't have to be super specific when you're doing those and then going from your week um, so I'm looking at okay what do I need to get done this week and then my day I can look at and say Here's five things that need to get done or three. Here's the top three things I need to get done today. And I'll actually prioritize those from one to five so that I can work on them first. And the big thing is like not checking the email immediately as soon as you wake up in the morning. So having boundaries on that, not checking your phone. I actually have a um, like a screen time app or I don't know what it is on my phone where it won't let me into any of my apps until 7am so, it's so helpful. yeah they are because yeah. they're so annoying to get out of that it's not even worth yeah. going into my phone <laughs> so just like whatever so I'll just play with my daughter in the morning so I'm really trying to be cognizant of not checking my phone especially when I'm at home with my family um, and then yeah just working on the hard things first so I know I always prioritize the thing I don't want to do the most first because I need to get hmm. it done and then working backwards to the easiest task. Um, and yeah, so that takes a lot of planning on that part. And really, really, once you get a system going, it's not that bad. Like you just mm. kind of either write first thing in the morning, you write down your five things or three things or whatever you want to get done. And then after that, you just can do those things. And then whatever pops up during the day, you just put it in your notebook because things will always pop up. But it's nice to have the things that are going to lead you to your end goal so I call those the high payoff activities those are things that need to get done but always get pushed to the side because they're not urgent like answering emails and things like that so anyways that was a long-winded answer to that part but going back to how I'm having to like schedule a blog post and the videos and things like that so I have a day that I spend once a month to write the blog posts I try to get those all done in one day at the beginning of the month, any emails that need to be sent out, I try to get those all done in one day at the beginning of the month. And then the videos we shoot all in one day, um, I try to get at least two months worth of content done in that day so that's why I like to bring in another instructor because it's really hard to film that many videos (laughs) so I have filmed eight videos in one day and I'll never do it again (laughs) Um, but typically I'll do between three and four and then I'll have another instructor do the same so that we can have about two months worth of content so I only have to film once every month or every two months and I hire someone to do my video and they do all the editing and just send me a video every month or every week um, so that I can post it so I really have like a lot of my tasks laid out during certain days of the week so that I'm, I'm not overwhelmed and feel like I have to do everything this day. This has to go at this day. Like I know what I'm doing each day so that it's not as overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I did not start out this way. I need you to understand this. It's taken like two years to actually find a schedule that works. And a lot of that has had to do with my daughter, and knowing that like I need to not be on my computer when I'm at home, mm-hmm. um, so I really had to get smart and strategic about my planning. And it sucks planning at the beginning; like it's annoying, like I dread it. But once it's done, it's so much better. Like I feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest because now I don't have to keep everything in my brain. Right? Like I can look at a piece of paper and say, "Okay, this is what I had planned for for this week, and this is what I'm going to do." Um, and then I also took a break from Instagram. To do this, that's another piece that I want to say is that I had to stop my day to day activities that were taking up a huge chunk of my time to take a step back and free up a bunch of time so that I could do all this planning. Hmm. Because you can get really stuck in those day to day tasks because they do take up a lot of time. But if you can't take the time to plan, then you're just going to keep feeling like you're just scraping by all the time and like you can't get ahead so sometimes you do have to take one step back to take two steps forward. if that makes any sense and Mm -hmm. it was hard taking that break from instagram but i'm glad i did it and i realized it really had no effect on my blog or my um, business at the time so it was kind of eye-opening as well (laughs) Cool. that was a really long answer i'm sorry
0: (laughs) we talk about digital minimalism on here a lot Mm -hmm. and uh and that's like, uh, it's you, you, as you just pointed out, it's hugely important. So, um, how long of like a break did you take? Cause you've got, you've got a good Instagram following. And like, um, I know a lot of work goes into sort of what, cultivating that community that you've got on there. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course it, it's, it's scary no matter what level people are at as far as like their Instagram following, but there is the addictive you know Mm -hmm. thing with it too that i think instagram's kind of somewhat started to to work with people instead of against them in the way that we we talked about a few weeks ago how the likes have been um less visible now Mm -hmm. but how long of a break did you take and like what um what sort of prompted that was there anything that sort of inspired you to
1: yeah i was do that I was just not feeling inspired to be like to post anymore. I found I was dreading it every day. Um, I would spend a lot, like a huge, like you said, it takes a a lot of time to actually get the post out, and I usually take time to write long captions because I. Um, I don't know why I just you like, like you like
0: writing yeah and, I do like and, writing and <laughs> in, you like yeah. providing that value and everything right? yeah
1: so it was just taking a lot out of me every day and I found especially because I was at home with my daughter and she would nap for like maybe an hour in the morning and I would get that time and that's all I would get it done that day um, and I was starting to feel like this doesn't make any sense to me like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be spending all my time doing this um So I took a break to sort of reset and figure out a strategic plan for how could I make better use of my time. So that was really the um, motivation behind it. And yeah, I just wasn't feeling super motivated anymore. Um, That was really the only reason I took the break was that I needed to be smarter with my time. And that's exactly what it did. And it also taught me that I think I was addicted and probably still am to some degree to seeing those likes and um, it's easy to get caught up in that because it gives you such a good dopamine hit if you see mm-hmm. your post doing really well. Yeah. But on the flip side, you also feel like shit. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, but I just it's did. It's okay. Um, <laughs> if it have been getting a little bit, more yeah. As <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> time goes on, But
0: when they? I, I don't think we're like catering to
1: teen <laughs> okay. like very young Jeez, audiences. Yeah. You. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. You know, like, but if your post doesn't do well, then you feel terrible. And that was the mm. other part of it, is that it, it's so hit or miss. And I don't like putting a lot of my mood or my self-worth into something that's so uncertain and so up in the air. And I kind of relate this similarly to weighing yourself every day, because that's something I used to struggle with, where one day I would jump on the scale, I'd be down a pound and be so happy for the rest of the day then the next day I jump on the scale and you gain a pound and then you feel like crap the rest of the day and it didn't matter like your weight's gonna fluctuate regardless Mm -hmm. all the time but the same thing happens on Instagram and like I have no idea what's going on with the algorithm and whatever (laughs) it's it's always different every time I post something (laughs) so that I just I don't like that aspect of it is that I am not sure how it's going to do and I don't like putting yeah my worth into that so That's why I need to yeah remove myself from it a little bit and just give myself that space and know that okay this is just I'm really just here on the platform to serve other people. If one person reads it or a thousand people read it, it doesn't matter because it's really I'm just here to help people and that's Hmm. what I have to keep coming back to. It's not it's not about me. It's about everybody else and that's why I'm there. So just really trying to remember that message and tell myself that when sometimes things don't go as planned or when you think a post is going to do really well and it doesn't. And just knowing that that the purpose of the app is like, what is it for really? and Yeah. And yeah. And knowing that once I took that break, it wasn't really a big deal. Like nothing really changed that much except I felt more present in my own life, which cool. was nice. Uh, so
2: That's power, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It's interesting listening to you because I think just the past while I've been listening to lots of rising entrepreneur podcasts and, mm-hmm. and just the people we have on here. And, and a big theme is that Instagram break. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. it a lot and people are just taking a minute to regroup and, mm-hmm. and remind themselves, like, why am I doing this? And mm-hmm. it usually comes back to that, like, I'm here to help people. Like, it's not about the numbers yes. or the analytics. Yes. It's not about that. Like, and even I think that's our mission too. Like, we were just talking at the beginning. It's not yeah. about those numbers rolling in per se is mm-hmm. just about reaching people and creating community. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, but it's neat to see, I'm, I'm quiet on this podcast cause I'm just listening to you and I'm like, man, you're a well-oiled machine. Totally. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so inspiring <laughs> for me. So thank you for sharing all this stuff. Um, but it's neat to see your theme is just kind of like, I just, I like pulling themes. That's always been my yeah. thing. It's just listening and being like, Hmm, this is cool. Um, you seem to always take a step back. And reflect and mm-hmm. see like, okay, how can I tweak this? How can I tweak that? Even with your like year planning, your day planning, like how does this fit into that puzzle? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool because that's kind of like, as we talk about creativity, it's, it's creativity in the sense, like it's not yes. freeform and crazy, but it's yeah. like, it's, it's this cool, it's like math in a way, how math can be creative. It's just mm-hmm. like putting all these puzzle pieces together to create this really awesome mosaic. Mm-hmm. Um, so necessarily have a question to follow this I just think it's really cool and I'm inspired (laughs) and thank you for
1: sharing yeah and for anybody that feels overwhelmed by all of that because I know it can be very overwhelming just know that it doesn't have to happen overnight and you don't have to wake up tomorrow plan your entire year and then your month and your week like it takes a long time like at the at the end of the year I always review my accomplishments of what I accomplished that year, because I think And I honestly think we should all do this, no matter how big or small your accomplishments are, it's really important that you acknowledge them because that's something I never used to do. And now I try to do it more often than every year, but I definitely make a point to do it at the end of the year. Look at everything I've accomplished and see just how far I've come. That's so important. Uh, Yeah. And then look at, okay, what did I achieve this year? Did I meet a lot of the goals I wanted to? Probably not all of them, but that's fine. I've probably met some of them, and then I can move those goals. Or they might have changed for next year. Um, And then I like to look at that big picture, especially at the end of the year and the Mm -hmm. beginning of the next year. And then just slowly working on my months. I usually do my months by quarter, so I don't do the whole year at once, but I'll look at the first quarter, then... Once I'm getting close to the second quarter, I'll do that. But I'd obviously love to do the full year, but things change so much throughout yeah. the year that I can't plan for um, what's going to happen next December already. Um, that's a little intense for me. I know yeah. some companies probably do that. But <laughs> right now, where I'm at, I'm just looking at the next three months ahead of me and just saying, OK, how can I make the best use of my time here and make sure I don't forget something important or capitalize on an important opportunity at some yeah. point. So,
0: yeah no that's great and and you i like that you threw in another um you know often mentioned concept here a theme is the whole idea of gratitude mm-hmm. and uh and it doesn't have to always be those those big wins at the end of the year i think that's super important it's funny i was actually just like last night thinking about like how much my life's changed in yeah. the past year in the past two years yeah um that since i moved back to peterborough mm-hmm. and uh and, and, and yeah it's good to like review that regularly and also but not just the big wins but the small wins too and like mm-hmm. they don't even have to be necessarily wins and I, I wrote um, I know when we were talking to Laura it was when I had just released a, a blog post that I was kind of thinking about and the concept of of like the gratitude of something in the present moment, you know, and, and somebody in the past that you're grateful for that relationship with or getting to encounter or whatever it may be. And then, and then the third component is, is maybe looking forward towards a goal, but just kind of like, you know, finding that balance with also the things that aren't as, um, as like, I guess, type a driven towards like some sort of end goal. It's all, it's all about finding the balance with those things and the other thing that I like that you mentioned is you don't always accomplish everything in one year. Mm-hmm. And I forget if Tony Robbins says this or if he just repeats it from somebody else yeah. a lot. But the idea of like you overestimate what you can achieve in a year, but yeah. underestimate what you can achieve in a decade. Yeah. And uh, and remembering that and like um, not getting overwhelmed or, or upset if you reach the end of the year and maybe not everything's been accomplished yet, but uh, mm-hmm. There's there's so much time that we all have, uh, regardless of your age, because you know of of our knowledge of nutrition and health and wellness. Like we're living longer, mm-hmm. and we're living, we're you know we're we're promoting like the idea of living healthier too, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. so you've got a lot more time.
1: Yeah, and just um, to add on to that, yeah. I really like the saying. I don't know who said this, but you overestimate what you can get done in a day and underestimate what you can get done in a year yeah. as well. So the I always yeah, the <laughs> yeah, take that because <clears throat> we are so quick to make our to-do list like endless yeah. every day. And then we feel bad because we can't get it all done in that day because we run out of time. So just being more realistic with Maybe picking like three priorities to work on each day. And then if you can get to the other stuff, you can, but then moving it to the next day. Yeah. And then when you look at your year at the end, you realize like each of those little days, just doing those three tasks every day really got you to this huge point at the end of the year. And Totally. Yeah. I always try to think back to that. It's like, okay, if I don't do it today, it's fine because there is tomorrow to do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Hopefully.
0: With, with all the, yeah, with all the, Fingers um, crossed.
1: <laughs> with all like the,
0: the planning that you do, is it, is it on paper or is it, yeah.
1: I do my, um, like, um, my, uh, quarters on Excel and then okay. I have like a little agenda that I write my day-to-day stuff on paper.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. We, uh, it's, it's something that like, I don't know, we, um, we hear way more often than not with our guests and ourselves and and uh despite all of the fancy like flashing um oh yeah there's tech, so many tech version app yeah. versions like oh, there's no those. better productivity tool than just writing than, like, it down like, writing paper, it down yeah and uh well
2: that's just psychology at the end of the day yeah. right it schematizes it in your brain better to see it and feel it when yes. you write it out and then yeah i agree. The on it a little better than having a bright light in your face yes yeah, yeah.
0: And, like, I, I do use, you know, digital tools for kind of the bigger picture organization as well, mm-hmm. just because it becomes too overwhelming to, to oh, write, yeah, it, to all write down it all out, And then because and you're making stuff,
1: changes constantly to it, it's easier yeah. to just edit it online. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: But, but the day-to-day stuff still mm-hmm. um, on paper is a good way. And mm-hmm. the other thing I like with that is it's much more permanent when you go back to look at what yes. you've accomplished that's and that's true. like the whole that's part of the concept of like the whole bullet journaling is that you yes. actually have it on paper you get that like sensation that that feeling of accomplishment when you get to cross something off from your mm-hmm. like to-do list and then when you look back or if you're having like a, a rough day and you're not feeling very confident yes. you look at what you've accomplished mm-hmm. and you, if you go through like a piece of paper where it's it's permanently on there and you're like oh I did accomplish a lot and I am I am really good or whatever you know
1: I know it's a great confidence boost (laughs) that's why I love writing three things instead of 20 yeah because you feel way better if you can accomplish three things and that was all you wanted to get done that day
0: yeah the three the three to five things like you had (laughs) mentioned earlier is uh, is like across the board one of the number one things that's recommended to for avoiding getting overwhelmed and for actually getting it done but I also like the um, the the prioritization. And in reverse order is really interesting because I don't hear that as much. That was neat. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, I like that.
0: Because that's sort of... I think that's important. And I, I
1: fall away from that a lot, too. It's like you I feel your like,
2: favorite thing last as a kid. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. Appreciate this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because it's so easy. Like, distractions come up every day or emergencies will come yeah. up. So... Working on the thing you don't want to work on first just it makes it well You have usually have more energy and motivation first thing yeah as well, yeah. and you have for me I work better in the mornings like my brain just fires faster so mm-hmm. I'm likely to get that task done faster too and not be um, interrupted or mm-hmm. Be tempted to look at my phone or distracted at that time So it's most likely to get done and then the other things I'm more motivated to do them because they're easier, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's hard though. I know it's hard (laughs) when you actually have to sit down and do it. Um, I
2: think that might be the hardest part. Yeah, start. Yeah, just get started. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But once you do, then Mm -hmm. then then it usually
1: works out. Yeah, that's a quote I I like.
2: Is just start, and then the pressure's off, and that has really helped me. Just being like, okay, go.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's usually the fear of of anticipation that's worse than actually doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always found that, and that's Mm. what I've sort of taken as a motto in my life because yeah before I sort of delved into the self-development world I felt like I didn't act on a lot of things and now that I have really Im- like immersed myself in it I know that if I start something I feel much better than I would if I procrastinated and waited till later to do it and mm-hmm. it's usually way less scary than I think it's going to be cool
2: yeah, I yeah. think it's better dopamine than the Instagram hits too. I think oh it's yeah, like yeah, just really, at least to <laughs> yeah. me as like a yeah, it's long lasting too. Yeah, yeah. papers and just crossing that yeah. off. <laughs> yes. that's good. Yes.
0: This uh, so like the whole the whole journey. Then, um, what sort of um, inspired you to go about you know starting your own business and everything? Like clearly, like the the ability to plan really like well and then execute is a huge asset to that but um as you said it took time to figure that out and what was it like uh was it reading a lot of books or how did you kind of come about this desire to do your own thing
1: i don't know i think it really started with the blog as just i just wanted to start one because i always find that if i'm looking at something and almost like being jealous of somebody else for having something that's usually a sign that I need to go do that thing because I, I want what they have or something like that. I don't know what it is, but I would see so many blogs and I would think like, I really want to do this. Like, I just know I can do it. So it was just... Speaking to me for so long, and then I, this was right at the time that podcast started coming out a couple of years ago, or it became popular, mm-hmm. and I started listening to a podcast called "Earn Your Happy" by Lori Harder, who I've seen in person now because she's been like my inspiration. Um, and she just had so many motivational podcasts, and just it really just drove me to say, you know what? Why am I waiting? Like I might as well just dive in and try this out. And I really enjoyed doing that aspect, and really. I don't know i guess i just enjoyed working on my own agenda and i've always been really driven and self-motivated yeah. um i've never really needed external motivation to do things which is some nice but then mm. also on the flip side you're can become an overachiever <laughs> which has <laughs> its <laughs> um, bad parts but mostly it's serving me well um so yeah i took I just sort of ran with the blog and then when I moved here from Toronto, I had to leave a lot of my jobs, (laughs) obviously for the commute was a little too long and I started teaching Pilates here and just realized that a lot of my, um, I guess my market of new moms. Which Pilates is great for, they weren't able to come to my classes because they had babies And now I know that it's really hard to leave the house yeah. when you have a child And I find especially in this area because there's a lot of country and rural areas It's it's hard to just drive to a class because it takes sometimes 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back And that's an hour of time plus the workout So it, it just made sense to bring it online and I realize there were like no canadian pilates online hmm. um like subscription model type of company so yeah. i thought that it would be a great market to tap into and um because i have a lot of training in kinesiology athletic therapy like i have a lot of rehab um i guess background
2: mm-hmm.
1: it I think it gave me a little bit of a competitive edge in that regard and that my videos are going to be very safe and like my instructors, Mm -hmm. I know, have a lot of credentials as well and I also have pelvic floor training, which is something that's not super common in a lot of online videos and again, new moms need that and it's really hard to get access to that depending on where you are. And just the education piece, um, a lot of people don't know about it. So, I had a physiotherapist from Pulse Physiotherapy, Leah. um, She's a pelvic floor physio. So, she did an educational piece for me that's on the website. Cool. So, yeah, it's really, again, about getting what I have. Like, I knew that I I wanted to share the knowledge, the information I have in just a more efficient way. And I Mm -hmm. knew I didn't want to be driving around the city teaching classes everywhere, especially because we were starting family. Mm -hmm. And... I just knew that lifestyle before it wasn't serving me like it was yeah it was too much on my body to be doing so many things and as a Pilates instructor it's really hard to make ends meet by just teaching classes like it's any kind of fitness instructor you might have to work multiple jobs and it's really hard to get one full-time steady job somewhere that's going to pay all the bills so Mm -hmm. just trying to be realistic about that too and like how I could make this something that's going to work for me long term too
0: yeah Mm -hmm. well that's that's very cool that's like uh it's i don't know it's it's bringing it all together the the business sense like seeing an opportunity the creativity behind it um and and it looks awesome like yeah that's (laughs) That's super awesome so i'm I'm glad that we uh we're able to you know mention that and touch on that because i i think and i hope like a lot of um our community um We'll, we'll benefit from that so I'm definitely gonna you know use this as one of like the hero clips this week so that we can kind yeah. of share this this thing in particular because you know whether people listen to the whole podcast or just something that we can put on social media because it is it's a no I, I love it that it's like it's something that you've created that mm-hmm. is a very untapped um, market yeah.
2: That's cool. Yeah. Great. so my question for you because you say you're not super like extrinsically motivated like you you yeah. have it inside you which is amazing yeah um but who like who inspires you and who's your mentor like what are you listening to podcasts are you do you have yes. people in your life like who's so many podcasts <laughs> you going, like yeah fire. i
0: think you said on, oh your, on your website you're a you're a podcast, a podcast addict and you're yep. not ashamed of it <laughs> no i'm not
1: i, I, I love I, it <laughs> 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 oh my god i listened yes. to a podcast on the way here her. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it was Lori Harder again. So she's a big one. She, she, she was definitely. probably the number like my number one go to um, I forget. One of my clients in Toronto actually met her at a retreat and told me about her and then that's when I started following her and
2: what's her thing? Is she business? Is she lifestyle?
1: She's all of the above, but mostly it's like self development and so her podcast is called Earn Your Happy. If you're looking for it, it's just all motivational. Um she has her own business too and she's a public speaker as well. So yeah, she's been awesome. Rachel Hollis is another big one. Her and Tony Robbins Listen to their podcasts a lot. And eventually,
0: she's going to be at the Power of Success. I'm going
1: there. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. My husband got me tickets for it for my birthday. (laughs) So I'm pumped about that. Um, Jenna Kutcher is another one. She just gives that so much information on her. Podcasts about business and Instagram and all like I love being able to get that knowledge while I'm driving So I don't have to spend extra time researching it and yeah yeah, So she's been really helpful in that regard and then she's got a lot of um, like positive body image um, Posts as well, so she's really good the healthy maven is another one that I look up to Um, She's from Toronto lives in San Francisco now started her blog a few probably about five years before mine and does it full time and cool. has it's just been interesting watching her journey through her blogging and hmm. how it's um, changed and transformed and she j- recently left Instagram app like for good oh. wow! because she realized it wasn't serving her the way she wanted it to be so it's just it's really neat just like having these different perspectives and yeah yeah um, I'm trying to think of someone else who I listen to They're, the ultimate health health podcast is good too that I just love learning about health, so it's more so they dive into like nutrition, exercise mental health, like everybody, so it's a really good, well rounded podcast, and the girl who hosts it used to work across the street from me in Toronto, so yeah I think I just had the connection there before and I love, yeah, I just love podcasts, I love books Um, I don't know, I'm just constantly, when I'm not working I'm just, listen. I actually listen to like talks on YouTube while I'm, and Brene Brown, (laughs) she's another good one, while I'm working to keep me motivated. So it's interesting that I am intrinsically motivated, but I need, like, I have this constant desire for these, like, I guess, motivational speakers just to give me that extra boost (laughs) and remind me that it's okay if I'm not... Um, I guess like if I have bad days or if some things aren't working that they will get better and it's just you have to just keep working at it and inevitably things will work out for you if you keep putting in the effort and I think that's something that we might lose nowadays that there's so much of this immediate gratification and we see overnight success all the time that's not realistic it's the day-to-day you've got to work at it all the time and all these people that I'm mentioning They've been around for years and years and they've yeah. been doing stuff behind the scenes long before they become in front of the scenes. And mm-hmm. just remembering that and knowing mm-hmm. that what you're doing right now is actually going to help you get to that next level. Although it might not feel like it, that if you keep working hard, mm-hmm. like you will get a result. Like it's, it's inevitable. So yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's just That's like fitness. Like the more consistent yeah. you are and the more, like as long as you keep doing it.
1: Yeah. Exactly, that somewhere. and that's yeah what you just have to apply to your whole life. And exactly. I think we lose sight of that a lot, so I think it's good to remind yourself. And that's why I listen to my podcast to remind myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
2: like your little community. Yeah, you know, exactly. You well, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's your coworkers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. My yeah. imaginary
0: coworkers. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I also, I also liken it too. I, I've got the the concept of like the virtual mentorship, mm-hmm. and so that's what yeah. I I sort of associate that all with yeah, as well. Yeah, I like that is uh even though you know it it can be expensive to actually have one of those in-person business coaches or mentors but there's so many opportunities to essentially get it all for free through podcasts and books and blogs and and even following certain people you know strategically on their social media um you can really like have them as part of your community and as like a mentor and i uh i i I like that kind of idea a lot because it it does it brings you uh yeah that that drive and motivation and that reassurance and and all of the above Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's very cool is there uh, anything else oh, that we? Oh man,
2: I feel like normally we ask for like actionable advice at this point, but I think <laughs> you've just been you. like dropping it down the whole way. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: I guess I can leave you, yeah, like you the listeners, with <laughs> just like a piece of advice. Is I think to give yourself some grace, um, because that's something I don't do enough myself so I maybe this advice is for me <laughs> yeah Go. but yeah just not being so hard on yourself um, and know that you will get there as long as you keep working hard and knowing that you're doing your best each day and some days your best might just be getting out of bed getting your kids at the door and making them food and then other days you'll have like you'll have great days and you'll be able to crush it um so just knowing that there are seasons in life that are up and down and giving yourself grace in those down seasons because without them like you can't appreciate the good so know that they're there for for a reason and yeah i think that's what i would leave everyone with that's great awesome yeah Yeah,
0: thank you i'll make sure to uh include your blog and and all of that and everybody definitely check out jess's stuff because she's she's crushing it oh, and thanks. uh <laughs> and check out plotties on demand if you uh haven't been into the reformer studio next to flow spa um you can get it yeah. online too cool. thanks. yeah thanks jess well
1: thank you so much and i'm excited to try a float here <laughs> yeah. tap into my creativity Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> awesome well thanks guys
2: yeah that was awesome yeah i don't think i've ever been that quiet on the podcast oh.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flowcast. If you like listening to our podcast, be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast platform. This actually helps to make a difference and to spread the word to more people wanting to listen to this podcast. We put together regular Q&A episodes where we answer your questions. So send us any questions you have either to the Facebook page at FlowspaON or find us on Instagram, or you can also send the questions through the Flowspa.ca website. And remember that by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform, you'll get notified when each new episode is released. Thank you again for listening to the Flowcast, and we'll talk to you again next time.